Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class John Valentine. Welcome to the Veterans Be Real podcast. Here's where we try to keep it real and do our best to help all our fellow veterans out there. This podcast will hopefully open our veterans' eyes into the transition and challenges they are facing and give them some guidance along the way. Please subscribe and download our podcast. We look forward to you, your insight, and your loyalty. Thanks for listening. And now, here's Veterans Be Real. Because we are the brave. Yes, we are the brave. We'll fight you in the name of the brave. We are the USA. For those unaware, that flag is still there. It's our future to save. Stand of the brave, the USA. All right, good morning. Good afternoon or good evening to all my veteran be real listeners out there. It's starting to be real. I'm back here today with George Council. He's a Marine vet. This guy is going to tell us a little bit about his Marine times in the Marine and what he did when he transitioned out. So, George, I'm super excited to have you on the show, man. I appreciate you taking the time today to, to be with us and our listeners. So, the floor is yours, my friend. Great. Thank you very much. Um, I'm excited to be here. I hope, um, you know, a couple of things that I have to share are exciting for, you know, any of our vets that are listening. Yep. Um, it's been a little bit, right, since um, since I was I got out of the Marine Corps. I'm a Marine. Um, I actually um, left active duty in 92, way back in 92. Um, but I remember the experience vividly. But let me tell you a little bit about just who I am. Um, I'm a um, Naval Academy graduate, so I spent some time at Annapolis. Um, a lot of people don't even know that, uh, you know, a, a, a small percentage of the folks at Annapolis go Marine Corps. So, uh, you know, left there, uh, you know, went to Quantico, uh, did my um, officer training there and uh, did some time uh, at Lejeune as a, in a financial management. That was my MOS. Um, and then um, I left, um, you know, um, uh, North Carolina and uh, had to suffer through uh, five brutal years in Hawaii. Um, so, uh, yes, that was tough. Uh, poor somebody George. had to do poor it. George, he was in Hawaii. Yeah, poor George. Someone had to do it. Um, <laughs> but I was there at uh, Kaneohe Bay at the air station and spent some time at Camp Smith, um, all in the uh, dispersing world. So I worked my way up to the assistant dispersing officer and left as a, a Marine Corps captain. Um, you know, would have spent a little bit more time, but I'm, I'm married. I have a couple of kids. And at the time, I, you know, I made a decision, um, you know, that I was going to move on to some other things. Um, still look back on that time. And, uh, you know, uh, perhaps uh, uh, would have been great to, to have a, a longer career um, in the military. But uh, that was where it ended for me. But um, I know what you want. You guys probably want to hear about today is kind of what that transition was like. Um, and I remember it vividly. And I'm hoping that this experience can help. Any, any of you out there that are thinking about getting out, um, even though it was the 92, I think most of the points are still relevant, you know, I, I, today. Yeah, and I honestly think that too, George. I think all of us go through, yeah, the times might be different, but I think the steps that we have to go through, they're pretty relevant, no matter whether you get out now or you got out back in 92, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're excited to hear what's going on. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, so I was uh, I was pretty, most of us, you know, look, uh, you know, when you're in the military, you're typically kind of a type A personality, right? We're all out there trying to do the best we can do. We all uh, perform. Uh, we feel like we're A performers. And um, so I gave myself uh, 60 days when I got out, thinking that was more than enough time uh, to get out and change careers and go and do something. Um, you know, in the business world, I had a, a degree in economics. 
And um, I, I will tell you right now, uh, as a step one, give yourself more than 60 days if you can to prepare for a, a new life, right, in the, in the business world. Yeah. So, you know, my, my recommendation, I'm sure there are a lot of people that would give you different numbers. I think to me, I think, uh, you know, minimum three, four months, I think ideally six to nine months prep would be great. Uh, you know, depending on what your MOS is and, and what you want to do when you get out. But I think the more time you can give yourself uh, to prepare for the civilian world and understand where you're going to go and understand, um, you know, whatever new training you need to do or education you need to get uh, other things, the earlier, the better. Um, I think that is, uh, that's probably a no brainer. Most of my guests have been right. Most of my guests have been right along with you. Six, nine, maybe even 12 months. Some even said two years. You got, so they depends on really what happens to you when you get out, but I'm sure you're going to have that story, but yeah. So all you listeners out there, you know, it's the same, every veteran I've had on here, they're talking, you've got a pre-plan six to nine months to a year out because this comes on you fast. <laughs> it really does. And that, that, so that's key. And I'm glad to hear that it's been a consistent, uh, yeah, that's been consistent, consistent note that everyone's laid out. Um, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I, I'll tell you also when I got out and I think, um, 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 you know, and I still remember it like it was yesterday, it's kind of that um, mental transition, right? Um, I think you still need you need to bring that energy, and I don't think you need to change who you are, whether you're Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard. You don't need to change, but uh, when you get out, there is a different there's a there's a different mentality, right, in the civilian world than there is in the military world. I'll give a couple of um, of, um, of, of of meanings to that. Um, one is, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the first interaction I remember still today that I had with an employee. Um, I asked an employee uh, to do something. I'll tell you a little bit about where I went, but I'd asked an employee to do something and the employee started asking me questions back. And by the time I had asked the question, I was gone, right? I was already gone because I'm thinking they're working on it already, right? Like, that's how we all operate, right? In the military, you ask, um, and it's, you know, it started. Um, and so I kind of turned around and was pretty shocked to hear, you know, that there were going to be questions about why, right? And questions about what we had to do. So, um, I, I would say that's probably one of the first adjustments I had to make is that th- knowing that this was not the military anymore, right? There, there's going to be some discussions of back and forth. There needed to be some interplay that was a little different, right, than most of us probably remember. Um, that's not good or bad. I think that's just, that's just a fact. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you the second thing um, that I remember as well, and I, hopefully uh, I won't offend anybody here, but we tend even in the financial management world to use words that we probably wouldn't use in the civilian world. We, uh, you know, we tend to, uh, uh, to use a, a little bit of language that's more colorful, I think, than in yeah. the business world. So um, that was an adjustment. That sounds like another strange thing, but for me, that was an adjustment to go out and kind of kind of bring the bravado down a little bit. Right. So, um, so that was something also that, that, that I had to do. Um, you know, I think, I think that third, um, I think, um, you know, kind of understanding that you need to plot out and plan out your own career, right? Us in the, as we're in the military, it's pretty clear, right? You, we all know, we kind of understand our hierarchy, uh, uh, in terms of what we have to do uh, in the in the today, and then you also kind of know typically what you want your career path to be, and you kind of follow that. And there's kind of a guide, right? You a lot of people know that they have to take these this this book of tests to get here or do that. Um, you know, I found um, you know that managing my career was something I had to kind of change my mentality on and understand it was on me, right? It's not it wasn't on others to kind of lay out a, a path. I had to kind of set my own path. So thought that was important, but. 
I think one thing, John, I ought to do too is I'll back up a little bit and uh, I'll tell some people about what I did do. I think it'll give also some give some um, give some kind of framework in, in terms of what I'm talking about as well. Because when I did get out, I did give the 60 days, as I mentioned. I ended up with a well, I, I was fortunate. I did end up getting a job within 60 days. I think as I look back, might have been a little bit more luck maybe than it was uh, prep. But I ended up as a director of operations at the Franklin Institute um, Science Museum in Philadelphia. So it was a great job. Um, um, so I spent um, a year doing that. And then I, uh, I left the Franklin Institute and ended up um, uh, getting interested in commercial real estate. So I became a commercial broker um, in real estate. So for those who aren't familiar with that, you know, basically I represented uh, clients uh, that were going out to rent space, and I also represented if they were renting space in my building, I managed buildings. I did anything kind of associated with commercial real estate for Jones Lang LaSalle. Um, I left there and ended up uh, taking that and kind of building on that, which I think is also something I'll talk about later that's important for your career. I built on that commercial real estate uh, background and then added a tool that allowed me to move into um, the financial world, along with my economic degree, and went to Cigna and spent about seven or eight years in Cigna as their uh, head of finance and administration for the real estate group. Um, uh, last couple of jobs, I'll speed up pretty quickly. Um, I, I um, basically uh, went from there to uh, Allied Universal, uh, which was a, kind of a, a wonderful trip, um, kind of uh, giving me a little bit more of a feel because Allied Universal is a man guarding security company. So I felt uh, there were a lot of ex-vets there, and I think that's one another uh, – Another plus I would lay out if you can get with an organization that's either veteran friendly or, you know, is very clearly um, looks at the value that veterans bring as they come out of the military. I think that's important or one with a, with vets, with a lot of vets in it. So I think that was a very comfortable situation for me being uh, in that organization with a lot of uh, ex-police officers, first responders and and um, and vets. Um, so I spent 14 years there and added another tool, right? I added strategic sourcing to finance, um, which I, and then I had already added commercial real estate. So that's how I was kind of able to build my career is by kind of building on everything I had as I kind of went, went through my time there. Um, so, and then, so for the last uh, year and a half or so, I ended at a, um, at a staffing, uh, staffing agency doing kind of similar uh, work that I was doing uh, at Allied Universal. So, um, that's kind of the story, kind of my, kind of my trek. And, you know, I, I would say probably, uh, John, the biggest, um, the, the biggest, um, um, learning tool I think I could give people as I progress through my career that will help is now, as I've told you to kind of change some things as you left, I think as you get more, as you get more senior and leadership becomes much more important as you're growing higher in the organizations, all of that veteran stuff comes back to you in terms of being a leader. Um, that ended up being a, a, an absolute plus to me from that, from that point on to when I, once I reached roughly a director level and moved on through VP, I leaned on my time in the military very heavily. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean I'm going to be blunt. Um, I think that, that you bring it up a lot. Yeah. And I'm going to be bluntly honest with you, George, you're the first veteran I've had on that really kind of enlightened the importance of doing what you do to build out your career, but then how, once you got to a position in, in your career now, how you could lean back on your, your military experience to kind of give you more of an edge at that senior level leadership because you allow yourself to be retaught by building your platform of where you're going. And then once you got there, you're like, okay, now I can lean back on my time in the Marines as an officer and go, hey, this can help me now because now I'm in a position where my veteran status can really be beneficial 
to my career versus, like you said, having a hey, wait, you're questioning me, you should already be. Doing. So you've kind of learned through building. So that that is amazing. I'm glad you brought that up because I haven't had, I'm trying to think of all my guests right now. I can't remember one that's mentioned that once that progression got there, of course, you're, you're like you said, you, you got out a while back. So you've had a little bit more time as a civilian, but that's just as important to me having you on right now because the length of time you've been a civilian can really, in, we, can in, we can invest in that because now we can say, say we can be, and we're going to be okay because George did it. He got out in 92. Like I literally just went in in 90. I went in the Army in 90. So you got out two years after I got in, and I did 20 years and got out in 2010. So you see where I'm going? I mean, I'm going with this from a standpoint of now I can see value. There's definite value of being a veteran. But I have to learn to pace myself and use it when it's appropriate in that environment where I'm building my career. So I'm, I'm super psyched I had you on now, George, because yeah. just that build out right there can show all these soldiers that are getting ready to get out that keep it in reserve. Keep the fact that you're a veteran in reserve. Relearn the civilian side. And then when you get to that position where that veteran, that military background can be beneficial, that's when you start opening up that can and start reusing it. So that. George, I'm excited you're on here because I mean you're literally the first guest that I can remember that that's actually expounded on how important it is to build a civilian career in a civilian mindset. But then once you get to that leadership levels and you've built that up, now you can let that military side of you come back out and benefit from it in a way that can be beneficial. So that's exciting to me, man. So I'm I'm super happy you brought that kind of lead into it because I I didn't foresee you doing that, but now that it's done, I'm kind of like I'm almost kind of psyched up about it because now I can my listeners can really be like, hey. My life can be good. Yeah, you might have went through some challenges and got lucky or whatever you said, but you you figured out that learning the approach has to come different now. And then, but my military stuff's going to come back and be beneficial later on. And I think that's amazing. And I think I, I'm just super psyched you're on, man. That's, that's, that's there's a, I think there's a, there's a much, there's a much, I think, um, broader recognition um, by hiring managers, um, recruiters, and even you know, you know, look, even your even your peers out there. I think there's a much broader understanding of what what a military a man or man or woman is like, and what training and what you've done. And I think I think there's much more well deserved respect for it now, right? So I actually find myself, you know, as I walk in, and you you know, you get into a new environment today, you walk in, and people understand that you have a military background. You've you've got a certain level, I think, of respect that you know that that you walk in the door with um i don't know that it was always that way right i think i think but today i think people understand that there's a certain level of respect and I, i'll be honest with you i find myself and it's a plus as you move forward and move upward in your career i've had to almost um um calm people down right you go in and they feel well oh you got an you, you were an ex-marine you got this and that and everyone's all tightened up right when you when you go in and you get in the room. So it's much easier to walk in and command, I think, some level of respect and then kind of ease people into you and your personality and, and what you want to get done, but then it is to kind of work the other way, right? If you had to walk in and you've got to prove to people that you're in charge. I think that's a great change that's come about here in the last 15 years or so. You know, when people say, most of the people I run into and they say, thank you for your service, 
Um, I think that for some of our younger vets out there, you should you should really value that, right? That it wasn't always that way. I mean, I, and I I did not won't tell you I experienced. I'm not old enough to experience a ton of negativity, but I will tell you I experienced um, probably some neutrality, right? People were kind of like, you know, you were let's say you were your military vet. That's nice. It wasn't um, you know the way it is today. We're we're we're, at, we're rightfully so. People understand the importance. So take advantage of that. Yeah. George is amazing. I mean, like you said, because you've been out a little longer. You've been a little out a little longer than some of the vets I had on so far. But again, I think it's important because you see it from a different perspective. You got out before all these major conflicts really happened. You got out right after Judge Shield Desert Storm. So you might have, might have not been. But the point is, then we led into the 9-11 stuff and then it escalated into Iraq and Afghanistan and, and, and all that stuff. So let me ask you something. Being a veteran of that era, and seeing the veterans that are the era now, what do you see the major differences for us as the guys that were part of the, the 9-11 kind of era versus the death ship that was storming before? Like, because you probably came in a little bit before 90, you know what I'm saying? You were probably in yep. what, the mid, mid-80s, late-80s to the beginning of 92. Yeah, yes, yeah, so so I was in from uh, 87, you know, and really a little bit before that, you know, I kind of count the, the uh, Naval Academy time. So, you know, like late, so mid-late 80s to early 90s. Right, so, so I'm getting on that. What I'm looking at for you, and I want you to look at this from the perspective of the position you're in now. Like when you see a young vet that comes into your corporate or your business, and you look at how that vet acts compared to how you might have acted. And let's talk a little bit about what you think you can do as an older. See, I'm big on that now. It's like I'm an older vet now. I've been out for 10 years, and it's not forever, but I've been out for a while now. So when I get a new vet that just gets out within the last year, I, I try to bring him under my wing and try to like, hey. So explain to my our, our, our audience out here kind of what you expect from a veteran when you bring one on or and then what you see from that veteran and how do you get in that mold of a, as a, a mentor leader or do you try to just kind of let him work it out on his own? I mean, let's talk a little bit about how you deal with that because I think that'll be very interesting to all of us listening because you and me both being out for so long and then we get a veteran and then we're kind of looking at him going, okay, yeah, I remember that. You know, I remember that moment when I was like that. So do I jump in and help? Or so let's talk about that, George. So talk about yeah, that. I absolutely. I mean, my first thought there would be to, you know, seek out the veterans. Well, um, you know, I will tell you that, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely, we're there. We want to talk to you. Yeah, right? I, I mean, we, we, we want to be a part. We do remember. Um, and we also respect and know what you bring to the table. It's not all one way, right? It's not, I'm certainly, when I'm talking to a new vet and I've hired many, um, when I'm bringing them in, I'm excited too, right? Because I know I know that even if they may not have the particular uh, tool set for the specific business I'm in, I know I know the ba- I know the baseline I'm getting. Right. right? You know, I know the leadership level. Yeah, yeah. there's certain things you know are coming, Absolutely. and then you can train them to do other stuff because you know they're probably Absolutely. trainable. So yeah. So I would say seek us out, and then you know certainly I'll use uh, Allied as an example. Um, you know, the Marine Corps uh, veterans were, we were a tight group. I mean, we celebrated the Marine Corps birthday together when we could. I mean, we celebrated online. We had a little group. I mean, we all, uh, we all, uh, you know, we, we maintained that, uh, you know, throughout. Um, you know, so I definitely would say seek out whether it's peers lower than you, uh, you know, senior, senior folks. We all want us, we all want to see you. And I think, you might as well um, take advantage of, you know, um, you know, everything that, uh, you know, that, that those individuals did th- that were successful. And look, the, the failures are just as important as, you know, the successes, too. So um, we want to talk to you would be my message. Seek us out. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's big, guys. So if you're listening out there and you're active duty right now and you're getting ready to transition out, dude, when you get hired, I don't care if you get hired at Walmart or you get hired at Allied or you get hired at, you know, wherever you're going, you should seek out other veterans that might be working there because not only can they help you lay out what you can expect of that job because they've been working there for a little while, then you have a battle buddy or, or a brother or a sister kind of attitude. Like, you know, they're kind of like you. So that kind of gives you a little bit of comfort, a little bit of, you know, at ease that you kind of feel that, okay, there's at least there's other guys here that have been through what I've been through in the military. So I can at least, you know what I'm saying? So I think all you listeners out there, all you kids getting ready to get out of the military, one, listen to what George said. Six to nine months or at least a year out, you start planning for getting out. Where Even if you got a job lined up, prepare for that job not working out and be prepared. What are you going to do if it doesn't work out kind of attitude? Mm-hmm. And then once you get into that job, like George said, seek the other veterans that might be working in that organization so you can build that brother and sisterhood up and also be there to be there to support each other. Because us as veterans, I'm telling you right now, George just got out and it doesn't matter. If George was in my area and he was around and he needed me, I'd be there. And I think he'd do the same thing for me if I needed him as a veteran and said, hey, look, I need a little help with something, whatever. It's a community that we build when we get out. We're the one percenters, right? So we got to look out for each other because there's not that many of us. It might seem that there are a lot of us, but there's really not. I mean, it's not as many as people think. Um, and people want you. I mean, we, we want you. We want to be around you. And it doesn't it doesn't go away. Right. You know, I um, I feel as close to the veterans. I mean, the, 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 the company ally that I just left, I had a um, he was six, ten and a half, which was always great. I had a six, ten and a half ex-Marine um, yeah, that um, had done a couple tours and um, came in and we, we bonded right away because we have a he worked for me, but we were brothers right away. Right. Because. We have a we have a common background and it doesn't change over the years or or decades. Um, and, and like I said, I was happy as much as he was happy to be there. I was happy to have him because I knew the level of leadership I was going to get. And I'll, he's a great example. I mean, he came in, um, you know, he wasn't directly out of the military and he had uh, gotten as much education as he could. And that's one thing I would share. And I'm sure a lot of people you know, take advantage of your opportunities as you're preparing to get out, get your education. Put a couple of dollars in the bank if possible so that you can make informed decisions when you get out and you don't have to be forced into a role uh, immediately that you can kind of pick and choose. But uh, but with him, um, you know, he came in and I taught him commercial real estate and sourcing and he picked it up like 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 he was drinking water. I mean, I couldn't pour it in his head fast enough. And so what we ended up with is, you know, a, a, a smart um, educated business person along with the leadership that he brought uh, from the military and, and he did fantastic. Matter of fact, he did too fantastic. He got recruited by a bunch of other companies and they pulled him from it as he moved faster up the chain. So um, a lot of the things you learn, I know at the very beginning, you know, I said some things about, you know, you need to kind of meld in and you do, you got to kind of change your mentality. But, I, but, the, but there's also many, many things from the military that are going to serve you well. And I wouldn't ignore those things in the back of your head as you come in, because uh, for us, it's going to feel a lot like everyone knows these things. Like everyone understands how to lead versus manage. They don't. Right. That everyone understands what team means, that everyone understands what it means to sacrifice for the team and for the good of the organization. They don't. They really don't know what that means. Not, not the way we do as veterans, because we're taught loyalty, honor, integrity, all those those seven leadership principles. I know in the army we have the seven leadership principles. L all you know what I'm saying? So and I and that's the one thing I tell my fellow veterans is use the integrity, use the honor, use the loyalty and respect, use all those things to benefit you in your civilian job because when a civilian boss sees that you're loyal and that 
and they see the real lo- like real loyalty come out of somebody that works for them, they are more apt to go to bat for you no matter what versus that guy who maybe shows up at work, maybe doesn't show up at work. But he knows every day you're going to be there and every day you're going to give him 100%. You might screw up and make a mistake, but he knows you're giving 100%. He can look past mistakes and work with you. To, you know what I'm saying? So I tell all my veterans, keep your military mentality. Just don't use the military lingo and the military. You know, there's other things you got to let go. But those other things like you know you're going to be on time for PT. You know you're, So you know you're going to be on time for work. You know, you know you're going to stay through lunch. You know you're going to do whatever to get the job done. If you keep that mentality, that military mentality, you can be successful in the civilian sector. Just don't, you know, you got to revert back from some of the behaviors. Because like you said, the promotional stuff, I, that's a perfect example, George, too. Like, you got to kind of work on that your own as a civilian. Where in the military, you kind of knew the path. Because when you're, like in the Army, when you're E3, E4, they start telling you, okay, you got to get ready to go to this board. You got, these are all the things you have to prepare to do to get promoted. So the big job, ain't nobody going to tell you what you got to do to get promoted because you're in competition with everybody else, and, and it's different. Even though we were in competition in the military, you kind of already knew in your unit the PFCs and specials that were hard charged. You knew that the leadership was going to send them to the boards first. So if you were one of those guys, you just waited your turn, and you'd be able to say about But in the civilian sector, man, people will backstab you, do whatever they got to do because it's a different mentality. So you gave a George, I am so excited I had you on, man, because you opened a lot of things that we haven't, I haven't really had a chance to talk about it. I've done like, I've almost done 50-something episodes, so it's great that when I get another veteran on here, I think it's because of your maturity and the time you've been out, you've had more time to really, the whole picture kind of comes into play mm-hmm. a little bit easier than the guys just got out a couple of years ago or whatever, because you had more time to really rebuild your life as a civilian, mm-hmm. so I think that helps too, so I want to say thank you to you for being on, because it means a lot to me that you're here, so. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. John, one more thing I wanted to yeah, add. Yeah, of, um, um, tools. The tools that you have today, LinkedIn. Yeah. I mean, come on with LinkedIn, right? Yeah. You, if, if, if there's really no excuse to not have your, you know, you can have, I think it's just 500 connections on LinkedIn. As you're preparing to get out, use LinkedIn. Get in, send notes to people, meet people, look up veterans. Anyone who wanted to talk to me, shot me a note, I'd be happy to talk to you. I've done it. I do it all the time. So you have a, a tool that sits there with, it's very easy to go in and kind of dissect and find the veterans out there that you want to talk to. The, the companies that are veteran friendly, they make themselves very clear going on LinkedIn and finding out who they are. So don't just think about going in and, you know, going to a site and posting for a job along with the other 500 candidates that are going they're doing that. Go out and find people. Try to create relationships on LinkedIn. And I'll, I will tell you right now that you will more than, more than likely find the job that you want by doing that and doing all that social media stuff, especially. I keep using LinkedIn, but I think that's the best tool. But you will find the job that you want by networking that way much quicker and be much more satisfied than you will just, just, just applying to open jobs. Because someone, if someone loves you, they'll create a job for you. Yeah, and, and that's... Another perfect lead-in for me, George, because I'm actually looking for some veterans that their whole thing is helping veterans build out their LinkedIn profile so they're appropriate. They make they get they get visibility and they get so I'm actually got a few guys I'm lining up to get on the show. They're gonna talk about how to build out their LinkedIn profile pro- appropriately, how to build it out professionally so it gets the attention that they need to help bring them in opportunities for, for, for work and or just building their network so they have opportunities to reach out to people to help them. So I'm glad you brought that up again. See, there you go again, George. You're too smart for whatever I needed. So there you go. But but I appreciate you, man. And it, well, okay, so last thing I want to talk about real quick. 
Now, I know you're probably doing something special in your community, but what can we as an audience of soldiers and veterans do to help support your business or your community efforts or whatever you're doing? So talk to us a little bit about what we can do to help yeah. you. Yeah, I think for me, you know, right now, you know, I've, I'm, I've been very fortunate in my life, right? So I'm in a position where I've actually taken a step back and I'm actually, um, I'm out there trying to move my career forward, right? I, 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 there's, I have a, a good 10 or 15, I think, years of energy left, and I'm really pushing to, to kind of maximize that, um, you know, and, and move in with a, a very large organization. I'd like to be in a Fortune 50 or Fortune 100. So I actually, this is one time, I think, John, you're good, I'm not asking anything back. Um, but what I, what I would ask um, for me is for anyone that's seeing this that wants to talk and wants that wants to get um, some more uh, information on what that transition is like and wants some help in terms of what we've talked about today, you can look me up on LinkedIn. Uh, you can't laugh at how old the picture is on there because uh, the picture is old and it looks a lot younger. <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, feel free to look me up, uh, shoot me a note, and uh, you know, I'd be I'd be glad to. Uh, uh, to speak with you and, tr and try to uh, answer some questions. So, um, but for me, there's nothing I need, nothing I want back today. Well, well, that's amazing, George, and we appreciate that. So, listen, all listeners out there, listen, all that contact information will be on his uh, his show notes, part of our Facebook page, website, all that stuff. So, I'll make sure, and, and after we get over here, me and him are going to link up on LinkedIn too, because I need to connect to him now. If I'm not already, I got to check my LinkedIn. I got a gazillion people on there, but yeah, I think on yeah. it now, yeah. mm. we might be. I don't know. I got to double check my LinkedIn, but we'll mm. we'll talk about it after. But so check the notes, guys. The website's betterbereal.com. His, his information will be out there. We'll build out a flyer for his episode release. Uh, you'll see it about a week prior to this coming out, so that'll come out. But it, the information will be on that flyer. So even after his episode's released, you can always go back to our Instagram page, find that flyer, and you'll be able to find his uh, LinkedIn category so you guys can reach out to George. So George, thank you, my brother, for being on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you for your service to this great nation, and we are so honored to have you on the show. So thank you, George. John, all the veterans, the pleasure was mine, and thank you for having me. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us, because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here. Oh,